Hey, hey, hey! We're back with the Fully Cultured Podcast. I'm your host, A-Sun, and I'm here with my co-host, Bass. Who? Me? I'm your co-host, Bass, and I'm here to make sure that you're cultured. How's it going? She'll be alright. Just staying cultured, as always. So, today, what we're going to do... Oh, what what, what, what are we going to do? We're going to talk about... What we're going to talk about is... Basically, we saw the... Uh, base, bre- sickly, as in base. <laughs> ah, base. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we're going to try to talk... Try. We're going to talk about the Fate movie we saw. We saw the brand new... Part fa- 3, Heaven's Yeah, pa- part 3 of the Heaven's movie. Have a good T-tail talk about it. And explain what the, what the fuck was that movie. <laughs> There's a lot of retiredness because... We were expecting so much from this movie. I was gonna. I was expecting like our expectations were high. Yeah, I'll because ex- we like you know, Faye is always like known for like you know these big animated like fight scenes and all that stuff. Yeah, like I had my hype so um up high because like it's this is the final like movie and like I'm expecting like a, a like a a big battle with like a big climactic ending. Yeah, for the big ending. So okay, you wanna. We'll give a good explanation what happened. Spoilers. Yeah, warning. spoiler warning. So if you don't know if you don't want to hear about this, just like Go know, watch just, the movie and come back. Yeah, cut, do that as well. Like just put it on pause and come back and you're like, okay, now I'm ready to listen to what we have to say. So basically, so what happens is I don't know, what happens in the first movie? Um, well, everything is pretty much just like all these like fates, fate stay night, fate unlimited blade works. Each of it is kind of like an alternate reality where like the story is focused on um, the Holy on, Grail. Yeah, Holy Grail world, but like each of these are like focused on one specific character and their development more than any of the others. So for this one, it, it was mostly about Sakura and like you know her direction, her character development, just the story about her. And it was mostly just, um, but mostly just like how she's, like how her family and how she's involved in the Holy Grail War and the ancestry behind that and all that sort of stuff. And you, I don't know if you realize this, but Sakura used to be Rin's sister, which is crazy. You can, can you tell the resemblance and all that stuff? No, not really. Not um, really. Oh, uh, so I don't know. But the, the so, face, well, I guess, well, is drawn which, which the same. I, yeah, yeah. But so. about, but everything else that features are completely different. So yeah, the retired thing about this is if she, so when she was younger, I don't know, like the the Matu family didn't have like a uh, an heir for like the Holy Grail, so they just bought a bought, um, R- Sakura from from the Rin the Tosaka family, and then. They used her as like the what do you call vessel. it? Yeah, the vessel to become like one of the uh, so they can bec- get a slave or whatever what, servant. Servant, yeah, and yeah, that's kind of fucked because he's when she was little, they they just dumped her in like a, a what do you call it? A, a freaking fucking uh, insect nest or whatever. It was yeah, disgusting. F- yeah, that's fucked. They, they like, just abused her. It was really messed up. I like uh, that's that's pretty dark, and I, I like you see in like in the second. Not in the second me, but in Unlimited Blade Works, you get a, like a good s- story arc about her and how how she's like able to act all normal when she's with Emia and all that stuff and like go to school and all normal, even though her brother's a fucking asshole and stuff. Well, not yeah. really a brother. 
yeah and just like the emotional abuse and physical abuse that yeah. she's gone through but at the end of the day when she's with Emia and all that he kind of brings out the best in her and that's why she can like act normal and put all that behind her at times but then i don't know emotional scars they have a tend to come back and bite you in the ass later if you don't you know take care of them and look after yourself and that's pretty much what happened here in heaven's field and yeah that you kind of see that you know as uh, heaven's field is focused towards on sakura and like it goes into real depth about all the pain that she went through the abuse the torture the just the all the all the messed up crap and then you see it finally coming like suppressing it for so many years you finally see it like build up build up build up and then it just just like it just breaks it just break it's like a glass yeah yeah, it's like yeah it's like so you have a glass and then like all the cracks are just starting to appear yeah and then then eventually eventually just shatters yeah and then you see that with her and she goes a bit crazy a bit psycho a bit bit I don't know how to explain she it. She was pushed over the edge. Over I reckon, the edge, yeah. yeah. Freaking the grand, the grandfather and all that stuff. I don't know. She like the grandfather. The grandfather is like controlling her because yeah, there's this retarded. He wants to win like, the war. Yeah, yeah. He wants to win the war, but he get his wish. And he's also like, I think he's like dead or something. Like he's so old that he needs like Sakura's like to you know to like to win the war so he can like stay alive i think yeah i think he wanted to wish for immortality or yeah like that's a body that's it, yeah, yeah. never age or something along those lines yeah because um what he did is he put his soul or something into a like a bug or some shit and so all he has to do is just put it inside someone's um someone's body and then he can pretty much control them and that's how he was controlling taught. sakura yeah <laughs> controlling her and that's how he also stayed alive for so long yeah even though he's old as shit yeah old little shit it's like, like hundreds of years old or something. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that was fucked. Well, and yeah, nice so fun. let's try to keep it short, but try to give a good explanation what happened. So holy holy war is going on. And like, who, who's like, who's fighting right now? So do we want to explain like from one to two to three or? I think. Uh, just go straight from. Just the three, just man. From Otherwise, it would be a bit, we'll be here all day. Yeah, we'll be here all day. So what does happen? So in the second movie. What happens is, um, basically, Sakura gets, um, what's it called? She gets, she gets taken over. Her body just gets freaking. She gets all What's the power. word for it? She, she gets like controlled by this like black. She's like high on bloody power. No, she doesn't get like like this like black stuff. Yeah, or whatever. That's the that's the Holy Grail's bloody um, what's it called? Like power that was uh kind of like no that was all the negativity of the world wasn't it or something along those lines i don't know but i don't know the explanation but it was like this black stuff and it just like it 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 attacked sakura and then it just eventually became one with sakura and then she absorbed the power and then she just lost control of her she just like fell apart well she just like lost her like you know her feelings and all that stuff and then the freaking power just took over her body and then I don't know how how did Sakura acquire Saber or something like because Saber was originally um on Emiya. Emiya's side yeah yeah I mean she's the power that she got and just um yeah Sa- I don't know I how... think yeah Sa- then Saber just out of nowhere just like joined Sakura from the no th- she corrupted Saber that's how yeah something like that and then because yeah, um Emiya still had his um his contract on his hand yeah and then 
don't know. We need to have a good exp- have an explanation. Yeah. So like you know, Archer. He I don't know. He's he like he's. I think somewhere beyond the beyond the lines is like. I think Emir loses his arm somehow. I forget. In a fight. Yeah, in a fight or something like that. And then, I don't know, somehow Archer just cuts off his arm and then gives it to Emir so he can freaking still have two arms. And then it somehow he gets, like, his arm heals with Archer's arm, which is, like, a contradictory somehow. I don't know how that works because, like, you know, like, you're, wouldn't that break up with the time because that's his future self and then that's his past self. How does that work? But... Yeah, so he takes Archer's arm, and then I don't know. He he like somehow gets his powers from Archer, which I I, I reckon Archer's a beast, man. He's a epic character with his like like cool little phantasm kind of powers. So where else do we go from this base? I think we just pick up where the second one left off, and um, just my opinion on that. I kind of didn't like how he had to lose his arm. And then he um, had to get Archer's arm. Like, it's some cool moment when Archer just fucking rips off his own arm and gives it to Emir and all that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't like it when they cripple a character and they're like, oh, yeah, no, you have to fucking survive without an arm or whatever. But then they went ahead and gave him another arm. But, like, they gave it a restriction where he can't use Archer's arm for too long, otherwise he'll die because... um. His arm isn't compatible with him, even though that's, as as you said, it's contradictory. It's just, it's him from the future or whatever. Like an alternate future, it's yeah. still the same person sort of thing. Like, how? <laughs> yeah, it's just like a time, um, time twister or, yeah, something like that. It's like, it's hard to think about. It. Like, how does that work? Yeah, it leaves you with more questions than answers. Yeah. That's what Heaven's Field did a lot with us. It's like, it didn't really explain as much as we would have liked. And there was a lot of times where they wasted time talking about useless crap yeah, and they should have yeah, just yeah. like, like what was that all about like yeah they so like in the movie on the third movie they're just like talking about Ilya and her family line and you're like I don't care about Ilya and it stupid lolly con you get fucked <laughs> and it doesn't even help progress the story all yeah, it does it is just yeah that's it, what I knew so it, I was like they, they're talking about how the Holy Grail Wars just started you see like you know like the Tosakas and then you have the, Ily- the Ilya Khalid's family line and then I don't know what was the other. Oh, it's the church guy or something like that. Yeah. And they, freaking Ilya's mum just crushed, which I kind of found was fucked. <laughs> yeah, that was messed up. Yeah. They had to use her blood to like activate the ritual. Or yeah. Whatever, and they just slammed a fucking stone on top of her. Yeah, I was like, what? That's messed up. Man. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, anyway. Um, but yeah, that's what I kind of didn't like. It's like with Unlimited Blade Works, I loved how Emiya slowly got stronger and better with his magic yeah. and his powers. Whereas with this one, it's just kind of like a freebie. Oh, Archer's arm, here you go. Extra bit of power that you need to fight. It's like, what the hell? Like in Unlimited Blade Works, he got just as powerful as he did with Archer's arm in Heaven's Feel. But now he's got, like, the restrictions and all that crap. And it kind of feels like borrowed power. Yeah. And I don't like it. Like, I like it when, you know, your character develops his powers. He gets stronger. It's all himself and his hard work. With this one, it kind of felt like a cop-out. Yeah. I don't know if it was because, like, oh, he doesn't have... Emir doesn't have enough time to get yeah, stronger. Yeah. But it's it, like yeah. he spends the entire three movies getting beaten the shit out of. So, like, come on. Come on. <laughs> and, like, he's always more. practicing reinforcing steel and this, that, and the other for, like, how many years and he still hasn't gotten better? Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it frustrated me a bit. Yeah, it was frustrating to watch. Yeah. I was expecting, like, something epic from Emir or, like, you know, to, sh- to show off that cool little archer, like, 
gift of power that he got from Archer. At least. Yeah, it should have like made that, him a, yeah. like a bit overpowered, even though he did there have is the restriction. restriction. Yeah. yeah, it should have at least made him that much stronger than, you know, some of the other fighters and servants and stuff. But anyway, moving on to like something that we actually liked about the movie. How was that fight scene against Bloody Rider and Saber? Oh yeah, that was pretty nice. I, I liked how like so basically Ryder is like um basically a Medusa's like I don't know. She it? she's Medusa. Yeah, basically Medusa, yeah. And then so like she Ryder has a like a I don't know, a temporarily packed with Emya, so Emya's like, okay, like he has a plan for her, so she just like takes off her her goggles or whatever, and then she just uses her power of like trying to turn Saber into stone or like shit. Yeah, and then petrification. Yes, yeah, she does a good job of like keeping her like on her toes. Yeah, Saber on her toes and like shit, and then eventually Saber's like freaking gets a good beating out of her. Yeah, and um, so pretty much Ryder and uh, Emiya's tactic was like um. Ryder would go full on for like what was it two or five minutes well, and it yeah yeah and in those like couple minutes where she's going full on um again Saber that gives enough time for Emir to like you know cast his magic and like figure like use you know Archer's power to like help out and assist in the fight so like when um Saber uses her noble phantasm she like goes and attacks um Ryder but like Ryder needs that time to like activate her noble phantasm so what Emir does is you know he uses all that time that it was building up until that point to use his uh, archer's arm and archer's knowledge because it's got archer's dna so it's got all his knowledge about every um weapon and every you know thing that he's ever created and manifested and all that so he brings up shield blocks to noble phantasm and then uh rider just goes at it with hers and it's fucking sick I wanna I wanna step in for a second. When was so you know the moment where Emir does the the power up and then what's it called? He he sees Archer in it. Oh yeah, that. When, when was that? That was yeah, that was that part. I'm oh okay, shit. let me yeah. let me explain one one bit about it. Like my favorite bit was that bit. I I got goosebumps from it because I was like, you like so Emir powers up and he goes into his like like his little world and then you see you see Archer in like in the unlimited blade works kind of area. And then he's like, you think you can keep up? And then uh, Emmy's like, all saying like, yeah, I, I can freaking keep up. And then it's like, oh, it was like so cool. I was like, I'm expecting something huge, but uh, didn't like, I didn't see any like awesome bits after with Archer still in it. But I, I just liked the bit where they had like Archer in it. Their little moment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I like that part as well. They're in their like, um, kind of like mind or whatever mind and uh mindscape and then archer's there's like you think you can keep up and he's like keep up you're the one that has to keep up with me yeah <laughs> and then he runs past archer and he's like <laughs> and then they continue the fight that was crazy yeah, yeah. I, I just i just hope I, I just really wanted archer to be in the movie i don't i know he like he kind of died you but archer simps i son i i, I stand a freaking archer man. <laughs> i i stunned freaking Stand. bone of my sword <laughs> yeah all oh, that part gave me goosebumps when he started saying that oh me and Asan both freaked out I was like I am bone of my sword yeah I have that freaking meme that meme though <laughs> bone of my sword and he's like has that look he's like yep bone of my pants <laughs> okay yeah, yeah going back to the the fight yeah what, what else happens base 
Yeah, and then you know they def- and eventually end up defeating Saber, and then this part was, and then you yeah, know, you get you get to the Tosaka versus Sakura, and Sa- like that was a de- it was okay. It, yeah, well, it, it wasn't kind of feels kind of dog. I was like, you know, like it'd be like a big like kind of battle with with those two. But yeah, sisters. Rin Rin had like had like a sword which was like really powerful and OP, which kind of like kills like the the fight kind of but yeah. you know yeah what are you gonna do it was a bit one-sided yeah it was one-sided i was like come but, on show me some like you know clash clashing like it's you know. always more interesting when they both have the same power yeah level. power level yeah yeah but um it was okay just like all up until like before she had to whip out that dagger yeah but yeah um but what i wanted to say about that fight is that um Towards the like at the beginning of it, I liked how um, Rin tried to beat her without using it though. Yeah. Like using all her own like, stones, stones and magic and all that sort of stuff. And only when she was like backed in the corner, I was like, oh well, well you know I tried. And then she just whips out the bloody uh, stone, uh, the knife that Emiya created, looking back into the past, and all that because that stone, that um, knife was used to um, was used during the ceremony. Of when they first made the greater Holy Grail or yeah. whatever, and yeah, that's why it was um, so powerful. Yeah. yeah, because it was, it was huge. It was an artifact that's literally made from the Holy Grail war, and it was used to make the Holy Grail back in the day. So it pretty much has the capacity to annihilate it and all the malice that comes from it. And yeah, that's why that was so OP. But it just goes to show that Tox that Rin had actual bloody combat training, whereas Sakura just relied on, like, all the magic and crap that she just acquired, you know, thus far. And that's why that ultimately led to her downfall against Rin at that point. But, yeah, moving on from that, um, well, after that, me and Aesum were, like, really expecting, all right, you know, we got that little bit of Emiya during that rider and saber scene all right now we're gonna see you know now this is gonna be the big thing the big fight bloody emia and the church guy i always forget his name the priest and uh, that well we're expecting to be for it to be something huge man we're going into it all right you know emia's there all psyched up it's like i'm here let's finish this and then he's there like i ain't i'm here to stop you you know i want to control get my wish blah 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 and then they end up having a bloody fist fight are you kidding me? I did I like I came all this way for a fist fight? What kind of sorcerer is this? Freaking Emmy is built to freaking make swords and this kind's like ah oh, nah I'm gonna just fist fight. Emmy is not freaking specialized in freaking fist fight, so it's kinda like one yeah, one sided kind of bullshit, but somehow it's Emmy comes up, comes out on top. Uh, it's stupid. It's stupid days. Yeah, it's like why <laughs> plot armor, dosek <laughs> machina, freaking. It's yeah. I found that stupid as well. It's like you've got a guy who's bloody trained all his life and is a bloody priest of the like the overlooker of the Holy Grail War. This, that, and the other, and you have a bloody high school kid who just recently learned how to use magic, and you're gonna put them to up against in a fist fight like come on at, at least give emia like an edge with like him creating his swords that way that the priest has to go that extra mile of it at least disarming him or doing whatever to to try and win and then you can say oh well you know at least emia won because he could actually you know use his own specialty 
to his advantage whereas with this it's just it was like the anime has got like blazing it's like yeah nah we can't be bothered making swords let's just you know let's just make a fist fight while they talk it out <laughs> and that's what it was yeah. it was pretty much like a philo- philosoph- philosophical war between them like yeah. a talk no jutsu. just like throwing punches and talking shit is basically yeah. what was going on yeah. I was like come on you can do come this. on I want something epic epic <laughs> yeah and yeah, that, was, that 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 annoyed me so much. I was like, "Wow, yeah, um, wow, is that it? That's it? Li- That's it?" Literally. Yeah. And like, what annoyed me um, a little bit is that like the last ten or so minutes of the movie pissed me off a bit. Oh yeah, it's like I kind of thought Emmy was dead, and then they're like they're showing Emmy like the life without Emmy, and then out of nowhere, Emmy is alive again. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it took you like a second to like understand how he's alive. They didn't even explain it. They, yeah, they, they showed, just like, it, was, like, it was all visual storytelling, so you kind of had to piece together what they were showing you instead of listening or reading, listening to what they were saying. Yeah. Oh, base for a second in, in there, like, you know, when like Sakura and, and Rin were just like going around as a normal and then they find that, um, that wooden box in the shop. Yeah. For a second, I thought that was Emmy's body in that box. I don't know why, but I was like, oh shit, did they find his body? Was he inside that box? Because it was... Well, eventually that, whatever, like the doll that was inside that box became Emiya, so <laughs> in a way, you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what what I hated. It's like um, they pretty much just got Emiya's soul and dumped it on a bloody dummy. Well, not a dummy, but like it, now that dummy is like an actual human sort of thing so i don't know how that works and how you know they didn't really explain how the, the, the magic goes around making you know people wait unless unless unless, unless. How, how, wait did they make a wish or anything no no because emia who... destroyed the holy oh, ground yeah yeah that's why uh. yeah so that was a bit stupid on my end. It's like, even if you're just going to have Emiya come back alive, why not, like, just ride him off to escape with Sakura and um, Rin when they were escaping? Why not just be like, oh, yeah, Emiya had enough energy to run away with them? Instead of, oh, yeah, there's all this visual storytelling, this, like, um, uh, expectations being subverted to think that he's dead only for 10 minutes later five minutes later oh no he's alive it's like you could have just wrote it off with him surviving or like running out on the nick of time instead of having to waste all this time us thinking oh yeah he's dead no oh no oh well that's this is what this alternate reality alternate route in fate stay night happened and you died but no it's just he got resurrected somehow even though i don't think rin or anyone really knows resurrection magic or anything like that but yeah, so I found that a bit weird, and also that whole archer arm situation that kind of went to shit because when they resurrected him, he was back without his archer arm, and it was just him, his, his like own body sort of thing. Like he didn't have to have that replacement arm or anything. So that all went to crap as well. It's like if you're gonna write a plot point like that, at least have enough balls to go through with it all the way to the end not to write it off or change it whenever you want to change your mind about it and that's what kind of annoyed me about the ending but it, at the end it was still nice to see sakura and um, emiya together but i i would have just liked to see them get together 
get married, have a kid, get... <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, like, have what Unlimited Blade Works had with Rin and Emiya. But, like, what I'm saying is I would have wanted to see more of the development. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, it's all right to just say, oh, yeah, they ended up together. It's like, show me how they ended up together. Like, yeah, like, throughout the whole three movies, you nah, kind of saw those I... little interactions with them. And, like, you know, they were both into each other. Yeah. But, like, show me how it happened. Like, it, there wasn't no big confession scene, no nothing. Yeah, that's dog Like, you get Sakura likes him and he likes her because he wants to protect her. At least they fucked her. in the second movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, I guess, you know, that was kind of the giveaway. But, like, still. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Give us some. Come on. Uh, it's, what is it? You've, 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 you've that's coachable? my complaint. That's my complaint. That's what one thing I'd change. Like in that 10 minutes, yeah, instead of that, fucking yeah, Emiya dying. Of, yeah, instead of like, Emiya dying. And then going on that stupid journey to find. It should have been more. It should have just been character, character development. development. Yeah, that's it. That's it. It's a character development. You need some character development. Good character development. Freaking them going on a date. Them freaking. Uh, or, oh, you need or, to see them at least going on one date or just and then them kissing and, and then a montage yeah. at least a montage yeah. of like slowly that, building up to it that would have fixed the whole retiredness of the movie literally yes so yeah and that like arm on him would have been like a constant reminder of like this is you know who I could become who I might become but I choose to live a different life to Archer or whatever oh yeah they could have yeah they could have done had, like, something a, yeah, like they that they could have had a, a grave that they visit like rest in peace Archer or whatever yeah, and like the arm on him being like a constant reminder to be like, I, I don't want to become that hero. I want to become an even better hero of justice or whatever. Mm. Just anything. But yeah, that's kind of like our thoughts to kind of wrap yeah. it up. So this that, doesn't yeah, go that was for a, too, too long. That was a long rant about <laughs> that movie. It's yeah. like a lot, it's very frustrating because like you have there's certain... three movies and then that, that felt like it was like a waste of our time. But like we at least we understand what, what happens and stuff cause yeah because there was a huge build up you know like so much shit happened in the last two movies you're thinking alright this is gonna be one hell of an ending but it, yeah. it was what it was yeah I've been scammed scammed <laughs> I've been scammed um, yeah so the, that was that was the fate type moon I think movie uh, number three heaven's feel heaven's feel what, oh type moon type moon's the second one yeah. yeah so heaven's feel yeah I don't know why it's called heaven's feel does, did it feel like heaven? No. <laughs> I mean, Emiya went to heaven in the second one. Yeah, that's that's I mean. probably yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, oh, yeah. oh, freaking Archer went to heaven. <laughs> yeah. One or another. What was your... Okay, so, yeah. But yeah, out of... Yeah, so, like, out of all the fates thus far that I've watched... Oh, and speaking of, like, fates, um, I also watched, like, Fate Granddaughter, kind of like... Yeah, the how pre-root. was that? That was okay. Um, It was actually all right. It, it was how, very... How was it, sh- it was short it, but sweet. Yeah, how is it compared to like the other fates that we've watched? Like, so you have like unlimited Blaylex and you have Fate Zero. Yeah. Because those are the those are the main ones that we we've watched. So yeah. I haven't watched Fate Zero. I just like unlimited Blaylex, and I'm just sticking to that one. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Um, but yeah, Fate Granddaughter was like very short and sweet. It was just like an introduction to like the Fate Granddaughter. It was what is it games or something that are out on like mobile or something? Yeah, probably. Yeah, in Japan or whatever. Yeah, they love their freaking mobile, mobile games. games the Fate series. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like so you know how you have FIFA and you have like packs. That's basically FIFA, but with freaking servants that yeah. you can pack. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's kind of like a prequel to that. It kind of like explained the characters, the motives, like how all of that came to be. And I don't know. I fell in love with Mash. She was, she's amazing. Uh, she's who's, Ma- who's Mash? The Shielder hero. Oh yeah, you've that's, got the bloody I got, figure. I got the figure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyway, um, 
but yeah, it was short and sweet. You know, I loved her character. She's so nice. She's like very introverted, quiet, like keep to herself sort of thing. She grew up in that one facility. But anyway, I just wanted to say out of all the fates that I've seen, because I've seen um, Fate Stay Night, Fate Zero, uh, Fate Unlimited Blade Works, and now the Heaven's Feel movies. And I, like, I love Fate Zero and Fate Unlimited Blade Works. Those two, I reckon... Those are the originals. You can't go wrong with those two originals fate stay night came out and then unlimited oh, blade works well, came I, I, after no, no no i'm just i'm just saying those are the originals that we, we like yeah like th- those are the ones that like we consider canon i guess because yeah fate zero is like the prequel what happened in the previous holy grail war before emia and that one is got has got like alexander the great he's freaking that writer my favorite character of like the whole bunch and then you got king arthur uh, like you know saber and then you got bloody gilgamesh the king of babylon freaking you got the the three biggest kings and well maybe not the the biggest biggest but like the three main kings that like everyone in history you know knows about and like they've got such big legends about them throughout history sort of thing and i loved when they had like a sit down in fate zero about like their the philosophy of a king um and that was just very inspiring it's like help yourself now so later in life you can help all those around you You think of it like this it's like instead of uh let's just say donating let's just say two bucks to like the homeless or like a charity now why not wait till you're a billionaire and you can donate billions or like not billions or millions millions to them instead of two dollars every now and then because you're just gonna delay the process of you becoming a king or you becoming rich or whatever so you can help them more and help them better later but yeah that was kind of like interesting whereas like Saber's whole take on it was uh she tried to help them as best she could immediately so she negated her development as a king so i felt i found that very inspiring to hear it's something that i don't really believe in i'm more on like Saber's side where I, like anyone i can help at the moment i'll help but obviously there are times when i like I need to look after myself first before I can help others. So there's always a balance. I feel that you should always take into consideration with those things. But yeah, Fate Zero was just the prequels, and then Fate Unlimited Blade Works follows Emia's um, Emia and Rin's storyline. Storyline, yeah. Whereas Fate Stay Night follows um, Saber's story. Yeah. And um, Heaven's Feel follows Sakura's. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's uh, yeah, that's the, fate stay night. Yeah, that's basically fate the fate series in a nutshell. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, uh, that yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> I was gonna let's let us all name that the all name that as the podcast fate in the nutshell. Fate in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, what else is to talk about the the Black Friday sale? Ooh, you yeah. were to talk about your your trip to Shimi. Oh my god. Uh, so I couldn't go on like the actual Friday. Oh. Me and Aesan, we hung out on that Black Friday. We went to the city. But then we were both busy on the weekend, so we couldn't hang out. And um, he went to Shumi on oh, yeah, we, Sunday. We did, we did try to go to Shumi, but it closed. Yeah. We went at different times, though. Yeah. He went on a, on the Sunday. I went on the Cyber Monday. And um, what I got was... Um, the biggest purchase I got that day was uh, Toka from Data Live. Oh, yeah, that's- that's it was like stuff. a huge. It was like a really massive figure. It was super detailed. I think it was from the good company. Um, yeah, and it was just amazing. It's just her and her like nightly outfit. Yeah, and it's like a huge armor. Yeah, it's it's so amazing. And like the stand is all like it's circular, but there are like cracks and like bricks on it and stuff. And then like her 
um, sword is just sticking out from it while she's holding on to it and looking. What's the name of the sword? Did you know it? Ah, oh, no. Ah, okay, yeah. I can't think of it at the moment. But yeah, I got that. And I also got Natsu Drag Dragnil, um, a figure of him from Fairy Tale. And I got a Sakura figure from Heaven's Field because, you know, represent. We watched the movie not that long ago. Oh, yes. Got to. <laughs> Got to keep the fate streets going by by yeah. buying their figures. Yeah, yeah, and um, and I got a uh, rem, but like it's kind of like a housemaid sort of outfit. She's got like this apron on and like a bandana sort of thing. It's very cute. Um, but yeah, and then I bought a couple tickets for the Ichiban Kuji for the Fate Granddaughter. Trying to get the mesh, the big one, but no luck. <laughs> Yeah, Just luck has not been on our side for a while. Not with those Ichiban Kujis, not for a while. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Oh, and just like a quick review on like all those EXO um, figures, like the company EXO that makes anime figurines. Uh, like lately I've noticed they've been very subpar. It, like these last couple purchases that I had of them. Like I've got this, um, I got a, the Sakura one that I got. A bit of her dress was a bit, like, scratched up and, like, a bit of, like, um, kind of, like, the bottom of her legs was a bit messed up a bit. And, like, before that, I got, um, what was it? I got another figure. I can't remember if it was... Did you get the Momo or... Momo? No, that, that's not from EXO. I think it was just the other one. But anyway, uh, yeah, I've noticed that their quality with um, figures have been a bit subpar. Whereas um, the good company, they do a lot of the nanoids and they do like a lot of their um, figures, a lot of like a hundred bucks plus or like 60 bucks plus, but they're like super good quality. They're, they like, they use different kinds of like plastics and this, that and the other and, you know, adds that extra bit of detail and, you know, sometimes they use like a see-through plastic for certain like veils and parts of it, whereas other times they use like a hard plastic and other times they use like a like a glossy sort of plastic and paint or whatever. And it just feels a lot better. At least that's, you know, what I've noticed with the EXO ones. I feel like they're just really, you know, they're just trying to get those figures pumping out as fast as they can. So they kind of like go low on quality, whereas so they can get more quantity out. So. At least that's what I've noticed. My little quick two-minute review on that. <laughs> Your and review on figures, eh? Yeah, just a, just a little bit, just a little, you know, things that I've noticed recently. So yeah, but they release a vi wide variety of like characters and stuff. So that's the only reason I get them. And like some of the like poses and like outfits that they have is the reason why I still get the EXO figures. Yeah. And what's annoying is I hate the bloody boxes that they use. They're unnecessarily big. Oh, yeah. And not only that is that like they take up too much of yeah, my cabinet room. You're running out of space. Like you take, not a, not only for like my cabinets for like my figures, my figuring cabinet, but like my cabinets where I put like all my boxes. Your for, crushed up boxes. Not crushed up, but like you know, squashed down. Yeah. What else? Um. Yeah. Else. Uh. Oh, my freaking. How's your trip? To my Shumi trip this to Shibuya was a bit. This Monka S. So. Uh, yeah. Well, I I don't want to say anything retired about it. so I, I got I got Momo Yorozu from My Hero Academia well she she's she's pretty nice it, she was only 35 bucks and yeah nice. the detail in her was pretty nice you, you could yeah just she looks pretty like to scale to the you know in the anime kind of thing she's wearing her 
what's it called? Her hero outfit. Hero outfit, yeah, and all that stuff. And I also got like, um, uh, what's it called? Christmas present for someone, and I got him the a cyberpunk fi- figure from uh, cyberpunk figure, yeah. And then I got Keanu Reeves nice. with the guitar, and I was like that. That's pretty sick, and it was only like fifty. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Only fifty eight dollars or something like that. Yeah. So that's, Bill and Ted's that's, yeah, that's excellent pretty, adventure. That's pretty cool. But yeah. I think that's I think that's everything. Yeah, um, and then we went uh earlier today. Yeah, we also that's went today. Tradition, you know, yeah, we it should, is tradition. We, we have to like to go, go, literally go there every have week. A podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, just today I bought like I was like, I'm I'm tired of buying of buying Ichiban Kuji bloody tickets for that fake granddaughter mash figure. So a son has it, so I might as well just grab a different mash figure. And I just got her in a white sundress, like a bridal sundress. It was really nice. And I opened it up actually before I came here. It's so nice. Like, as I said earlier, like, it's from the good company, I think. And um, it's just so nice. Like, the plastic that they use on the dress and all that. It's like a soft, flexible. So, like, oh, it just feels nice. And I also liked uh, the plastic that they used for her hair it's kind of like transparent so you kind of like can see through it so that was like a nice touch that i liked about it and she's got like a flower in her hair it's just she's so beautiful and what else did i get i also got um i also tried again two ichibans just to like round that up to like an even ten number an even (laughs) number and i also got um a red zero rem and amelia like mug for my coffee and hot chocolate (laughs) and tea (laughs) gotta represent (laughs) represent best girl yeah. um rem yeah and yeah that's what i got today yeah i also tried to get like what's it called another, i did the fate what's it called heaven's fuel itchy band kuji and then i got i got like uh, a j prize and i got well at least i got to choose what i could choose from the the box and yeah I, I like i like i see archer i like i gotta represent represent <laughs> represent man yeah, like, got, like, archer looks like a beast He's like yeah. a little plastic, little acrylic little thing. Yeah, it's like he's, an acrylic little stand. It was so cool. Yeah, he, he looks pretty nice. And he's like, it's all small. So it's not like a big, like ugly little thing. But he's like all a fancy. Nice and like, he's got that nice, like, you know, slick back hair and all that stuff. Yeah. And he's wearing like a suit. That's, speaking that's of, pretty nice. Speaking of slick back hair, I got a haircut recently. My brother did it for me. And I've been wearing my hair slick back because it looks nice. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> got a fresh cut like fresh Archer. Cut. Yep. <laughs> okay, where else do we go with this? Um Oh yeah, so you you've watched Weathering Weathering Oh, that's TV right. Or like yeah, that. I um b- bought when I bought that huge Madman um DVD Blu-ray thing. I also got Weathering with you and I finally sat down to watch it the other day. It was oh, it was really good. It it wasn't like your typical depressing anime. It was actually pretty upbeat, pretty light-hearted, then, slice of life. No, no one. And ends. then and then and then you get JK. shot in the heart. <laughs> I always know. I always like with anime movies. I always freaking watch out for that freaking depressing part because you kind like, of have to they, be on edge. Always, It's always like that. It's like they always have like it's all happy energy. Like you can see the happy energy of like. I'm not falling for this. I've seen where this is gone. Freaking one of them has to die. Well, stop. Well, you can't stay away from anime movies, eh, son? You know, give them a go. I reckon. Nah. nah yeah. Weathering with you is good, and without spoiling too much, because Asan hasn't seen it. Um, so it's pretty much about this guy who runs away from home into Tokyo, the big city, and Tokyo. On his way there, he because there was such a huge um, like rain or like a storm on the way there because he was traveling there by boat. Uh, one of the guys there, a CEO of um, 
like a magazine company that writes articles about like just about anything like it literally could be fiction non-fiction like just it's like stories about people and like their opinions about like society and just about anything in general really it could be about anything regarding the weather to you know um science to like um politics to just about anything anyway he saves the kid from almost falling off the boat and gives and then the he's like oh how can i repay you and he's like oh well you can treat me to some to dinner inside the boat and the kid treats him to dinner <laughs> like pays for his meal and then he also gives the uh the main character his uh business cards so he's like oh if you ever need anything hit me up and then the kid goes to tokyo he tries to survive on like the little money he has he but while looking for a job but no one's going to accept him because he doesn't have id because he's not of the age of 18 or whatever it is so you're telling me this kid is underage yeah he's He's a runaway from high school, so he hasn't finished high school yet. And um, so he's trying to get a job wherever he can, but he can't get a job anywhere. So then, um, yeah, so pretty much one day he goes into Macca's and he's just mopey and dopey on his phone there. And then uh, one of the chicks there that works there gives him like a free um, a free Big Mac to eat. A Big Mac? A Big Mac, a big boy. And lo and behold, she's the, you know the uh, the other mc the lady mc in it and yeah pretty much the whole thing about it is he eventually is about to run out of money so he calls up the business guy uh, and um you know he offers him a job and a place to live you know as long as he does the chores and around the office and all that sort of stuff and that's pretty much the movie he's kind of like a reporter and while he's doing all that reporting, the weather's been acting up. There's been a lot of storms lately. And there are these people called uh, weather girls or sunshine girls where they pray for like a minute or so. And then like there's um, the rain goes away and there's sunshine for like half an hour or so. And lo and behold, the main character, the chick main character, she's one of those sunshine girls. And yeah, that's pretty much the movie without, well, not the, the whole movie, but like the movie in a nutshell trying, trying to keep the the movie as spoiler free as i can and it's just fun times you know it's very slice of life and like the character development between them is just spectacular and obviously the the movie has been praised so much for its visuals and the visuals were mwah. like i watched mwah. like i got it in blu-ray and just it's absolutely just, phenomenal <laughs> phenomenal it's it's so beautiful visually like, pleasing it's so visually pleasing and like every time the rain is on it calms you down and i was bloody eating ice cream while watching it so it just made me feel even that much more content and happy with my life <laughs> and yeah i don't know i just highly recommend it it's so nice and yeah it's not it's not depressing like any of the other ones so there's that you know there's a sunshine girl you know there's a reason why there's a sunshine girl in this movie you know make you feel a little warm inside <laughs> so yeah i highly recommend it uh check it out weathering with you and since it was made by the same people that made your name there's your name yeah so th um Is it your name your name okay i was, I was like I was thinking maybe it's no name. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be no name. It has to be your name, okay. A son. Okay. No. I have. Like, I always, <laughs> so I always like, get that confused. Over. So there's a cameo with, you know, with some elements of that movie. If you keep your eyes out, so you'll see the two together. Maybe, maybe not. No spoilers. <laughs> I've already seen it. You've you haven't seen it. I know. I've seen the spoilers on Instagram. Well, stop watching spoil reading spoilers. I'm not spoiling myself. 
watch the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, and that's my quick two minute. Well, not two minute, but like spoiler free review on that. Highly recommend. Watch it. Visually pleasing. Music's great. Uh, story plot's great. The character development's great. The movie's great. Watch it because it's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whether or not you would base. Okay. So what else do we have? We have the My Hero Academia for some reason. It's the third. They're gonna, they're making a third movie. Can a you believe it? Movie. A third movie. A third movie. The second one wasn't enough apparently. Yeah. So they made a third movie. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. I want and and this time there are going to be three main heroes. What? What? Because it's the third movie, so there has to be a third hero. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we saw the that little bit of um. Uh, sneak peek was it of yeah, like sneak um, peek or trailer yeah and it had like izuku or well deku bakugo and shoto Tadoroki. they had them in their like new outfits and whatever just like a quick like from their neck down freaking spectacular they looked freaking amazing i love the outfits it's pretty nice if you if you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying you know what i'm, know saying? What I'm saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah. nah so yeah that's 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 Freaking crazy that they they already made a third baby. Yeah, they're going for like one a year, one bloody. Um, that's a lot of hero. That's a lot of year. effort for. Yeah, so. Yeah, they're probably like, they're trying they to go for the pace of like a, when um, Dragon Ball Z had those yearly movies coming out like every year. Yeah. They're probably going for that at the moment. But yeah, the kind of frustrating thing about that is yeah, is it's that not, it's, it's not, not canon, canon. <laughs> I, I know i finally know what the word canon means and now i can use it in sentences with base <laughs> ryan's you're the um first episode of the podcast i asked base what's canon <laughs> if you if you damn uncultured swine don't know what canon means i'll give you a good lecture about canon go so, watch go listen to the first episode oh yeah <laughs> oh, i could just do that all right so what else are we going to talk about you want to talk about the second? Wait, we already talked about the second movie. Let's just keep it short and all that stuff. I, I rewatched the second movie. Cause yeah, you rewatched it recently. It was like on um, anime, Lab. anime Lab for like a limited time right now. You could still watch it, but that's like depends when it. this comes. Depends out. when this podcast comes out. But yeah, it's only out for three days. So basically, I watched the second movie and I like ah, oh, this, this brings back good memories about the. Oh, not really. Freaking this movie is a bit retired because like. These um the villains that are in the movie are freaking OP to the fucking max. Yeah, no and shit. Then, like, where have they been since All Might's been around? Yeah, Downfall and all that stuff. Yeah. And yeah, they have like they have um you know one of the OP characters has the awful one kind of power, and he he has the ability to store up all like nine powers or something. Yeah, like up to nine or six powers. Yeah, and then remember. yeah, so he's like on Nabu Island searching for this quirk because he needs this quirk for healing, the healing quirk. and stuff to because he's because of the nine quirks like is too much for the body yeah, it, like, takes a toll it just it. takes a toll on him so he needs that um quirk to compensate the powers yeah counteract it yeah and yes so the, the students are coincidentally, coincidentally on that island and yeah it just gets all a little retarded because like these students are just learning how to, you know, become heroes, and then they're just like, no one to support them, so they have to figure out themselves to freaking fight against the pro sh- villains. Pro villains, they they do they they are like students, and they like they somehow come up with a good 
good amount of plans, but the freaking villains just find a way of coming on top and stuff. They take a good beatings and stuff. Yeah, it's it's the typical where it's like brains versus brawn sort of thing, where it's like the kids, no matter how smart they are, like if they're up against just an overwhelming force, no matter what strategy they come up with, it's just going to be crushed. But, you know, the movie being the movie and the resolution that was the resolution, I don't know if we should say spoiler or spoiler free, but just to keep it without spoiler, you know... It's My Hero Academia, the movie, for a reason. And, um, yeah. I just... One part about it that I didn't like is that Shoto and... Yeah, um, sh- for some reason, Shoto's bit... They was, underplayed him yeah, a lot. Yeah, he, he feels I feel like weaker. He, yeah, he, he should be a lot stronger than what the movie made him out to be. Like, in the fucking anime, you see him bloody destroy people in, like, less than a second and do all these crazy shit with his quirks and he when he finally releases his like blaze abilities he's like his fire abilities he's almost unstoppable and yet when he's trying to do that against the bloody villain that has just this whatever quirk he had i forgot where it's like a resistant quirk or some shit where it's like a wolf quirk yeah it's like a wolf kind of dragon and fire and all that so i don't know how he has like four quirks something like that yeah it was like all mishmashed into one it's like I i felt like shoto should have been able to like Deal, deal with him without the assistance yeah, of the other solo c- him. classmates. Yeah, just smash him out, destroy him by himself. But it took him and all the others to freaking get rid of him. So uh, that was kind of a big deal for me. I'm a huge Todoroki fan. I love Todoroki. He's like probably my Shoto! favorite. Yeah, and uh, yeah. But apart from that, like. Apart from like undermining him, like it was just, it was a spectacular movie. The fights were great. Yeah, the fight and the the crazy amount of detail. The final fight, fist fight with with Bakugo and Deku and the villain that they had. Yeah, spectacular. That that, that like that was like so visually pleasing. It kind of gave me like the Dragon Ball Z vibes when they all power up. Yeah, literally, it was like DBZ spectacular. <laughs> it's DBZ galore there at the yeah. end. But yeah, no, that's what made it like that much more because like. Whether or not you dislike or like um, a lot of Dragon Ball Z's formula, you can't deny that like the fights are spectacular when they actually put like the time and effort to animate them well and go about like you know um, showing you know the punches and kicks and just uh, putting that extra bit of detail to the animation makes all the difference. Because when Dragon Ball Super first came around as the anime, like people were just complaining about the fucking um, the quality and like the animation because it was so trash. But then when they, you know, when you watched like the God, uh, Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods movie and you compare that to the anime, you see that like even though it's the same scenes, practically the same scenes, the movie holds out better because it's visually pleasing. Even though it's a lot shorter, it's visually pleasing and like you can clearly see wh- what's going on in the fight, whereas the anime was just a mishmash of blobs sort of thing. <laughs> and they didn't even freaking put like eyes and their eyes in the proper correct areas and all that bullshit but yeah my hero it was just a spectacular fight at the end like highly recommend even though like what i a bit i like what i like about these a bit is they're taking the the route of what dbz did so like it's not canon so like just take it with a grain of salt whatever happens here happens it's all uh i guess fan fiction but like just on the screen so like we can get you know that bit of entertainment and you know while we're getting entertainment the people behind the movie get money in the pocket so <laughs> yeah that. that's how you think about it it's just a cash grab cash grab okay so that's all we could say about my hero yeah yep that's, that's okay it. so this other anime that we wanted to talk about undefeated 
Bahamut, I can't even say this. Bahamut, Bahamut. Chronicles. You've seen anime, haven't you? Yeah, it's spectacular. It's a nice anime. It's it's a mecha anime. And how do we want to talk about this? Okay, so it's pretty much this guy's. Yeah, this guy got um. He can't. He was born into a new world. Pretty much. Yeah. I didn't remember it being an isekai. I thought it was just a you know normal classic harem kind of thing nah. it's like he's like running running across like the the high school all girls high school and then he just falls through the roof and it's like oh yeah classic <laughs> and then there's like a woman in the spa and she's like naked and it's like ah well, well yeah it, that did happen but like you know it's it's like his conscience from like his real life world because he was an otaku that loved mechs he built all those mech figurines and all those sort of stuff, watched anime, manga, whatever it was. And he had like, you know, figure cabinets full of bloody mechs and stuff. So he, when he finally got into this, like, you know, when he got isekai or like his mind got isekai there, he absolutely loved that world because he could actually make his hobby become a reality there and he could build mechs and do everything and whatnot with it. And yeah, but like one of the first things that appealed to me I think A-Sun was watching it once, or was it A-Sun? Or, like, there was a video on, like, Instagram, or just a quick clip, and it was, like, the long blue-haired chick that was on it. Ah, yes. Yeah, and... Faces freaking found, like, best girl in that anime. Best girl wife in that. And there's even, like, an episode where she's, like, act as my spouse or boyfriend or husband or whatever. That was a fucking great episode. But, yeah. Character development, based Character. Character. That's what we need. That's what we need. And a wife to go with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no yeah. wife, no life. <laughs> no wi- yeah. Represent wearing that shirt <laughs> right now. The cultured shirt. No wife, no life. Anyway. Um, but yeah. It's a great mech anime. Like it's harem mech anime. So, you know, it's mostly comedy. Well, not mostly. But like there's a lot of action in it. So that keeps things alive and fresh. And... I don't know, just, it's one of those animes where you can, like, it's a chillax one. Yeah, it's so. like, yeah, a relaxing anime. you like, you don't have to care, of, like, keep track of who's who, or, like, what's happening in anime. You just, like, relax Kick and back. just watch the, the what you call it, the action unfold upon you. And yeah. they're good about a, a good amount of slice of life, and I reckon. And the comedy. And, yeah, the comedy as well. Especially the, aki, the itchy, itchy ones. Itchy ones. Itchy moments, yeah. Itchy moments, we can't yeah. get enough of those itchy moments, no. you know. And, yeah, there's, like, a good moment. Like I think it's like in the I think it's like the twelfth episode where, uh, what's it called? So I don't know. He de- he defeats the whatever happens and he defeats that person and then he he's in the re- he goes into the restaurant and then the blue haired chick is there and then she just makes out with the the main character the oh, blue haired chick just out of nowhere. Yeah, I'm like ah yeah, base yeah. my boy is getting some freaking action. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what Some I'm saying. Sugar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. This this MC's got it all. He's yeah, got it all. <laughs> got the waifus. Yeah. For the win. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, that's a good good anime. It's got some mechas and it's like a, he's got like he's got two two mecha suits, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. I reckon. Yeah. And then, and uh, just a quick touch up on mechs. Uh, do you want to discuss some of the um, pretty like our favorite mecha animes while we're at it? Just a r- real quick list. Yeah, you can we don't have to go into too much detail. We just list out a bunch of them, and so the ones that I've watched that I really like uh, straight out: uh, Gurren Lagann. Gotta watch that. Must watch. 
it's only like what 27 episodes check that out it's amazing uh code gios self-explanatory <laughs> moving on infinite yes. stratos check that one out that's another borderline harem one check that one out that one's pretty crazy uh behemoth undefeated behemoth check that one out we just talked about it um that's all the ones i can think of as of and i don't know try and find oh even galleon even galleon's freaking spectacular it's very philosophical so there's um i don't know how to recommend to watch that either in subbed or in english because you're gonna get confused either way because <laughs> um, i watched it i think i watched it in subbed and i was just reading i'm like i'm trying to understand and grasp all these philosophical bloody concepts that they're having but like for the life of me like i could only grasp one or two each episode because they talk about it so much for so bloody long and after a while i'm like my brain is just gonna explode like you it's something where you have to like pace yourself maybe watch like one or two episodes a day whereas i i think i smashed it out in like a couple days like the whole thing <laughs> so that was big oof on my part um but yeah that's the only ones i can think of as of right now can you think of any ones I, at the top of your see, head i can only see darling the franks oh and darling then, the franks yeah that yeah the only ones i i can remember right now darling the franks and infinite stratos i don't i can't remember the other ones there's other ones but there's plenty of other ones so they're like you know the freaking names you can't just remember off the top of your head yeah but those are just the ones that we can think of at the top of our heads at the moment and um, obviously Gundam. I don't know which Gundams, but like I haven't seen any Gundams. So take your pick. Um, I've heard that pretty much they're all really good. But you know, just usually p take oh. a take your pick. Wait, no, watch that's, one. That's not a mecha anime though. I'm pretty sure like, I saw like on Netflix there was like oh, a mecha. It's not really a mecha anime, but there's like Neo Yokai or stuff like that in on Netflix. It has like what's it called? You know Will Smith's um, son. He does the voice English dub of it. Oh, and, yeah. No, I, I think, I think yeah. I haven't heard of that. But, well, yeah. He's in that anime. And I think, I think it's a mecha because he's got a robot suit thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's our discussion real quick on that mecha anime and yeah. some of our favorite mecha Yeah, we, need, we should talk more about We'll uh, get back mechas. to you in the next we'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll probably talk about that There'll in the be next a section. podcast. We'll, we'll do some more research about it, yeah. We'll um, yeah, so... There's that, and then we'll, we'll finish some finish this up with like one more anime showman sample. You, showman you watched sample. it, yeah? Yeah. Ah, I like a good anime where freaking it's just basically a boy just out of nowhere gets freaking kidnapped and then shipped out to an all girls high school. Elite. Ah, that's that's the dream, the isn't it, base? <laughs> oh, don't, don't tell me about it. Get shipped there and take your pick. Yeah, just take your pick off women. <laughs> Unlimited women works. <laughs> yeah, and let's not forget getting woken up by a maid. Yeah, and not ah. only that, she kisses you to wake y you up. Yes, oh. getting woken up by a maid who is secretly your childhood friend. Yeah, secretly is still in love with you. Yeah, and he doesn't even know he it. He doesn't even know. Yeah. He. What's funny is um she. Uh, every every time yeah, she, she wakes him up, she's like, "Hurry up, you piece of crap! Get yeah, up!" Yeah, she does. She has the what do you call it? What's Tsundere. The, yeah, she's a cindere, and she has that um poker face. Like she does, she doesn't show her face, like yeah, she doesn't show the emotions. Her emotions, yeah. She just covers it so well, either though. Yeah, she's then in he love. walks out the room, and then she's like, Ooh. "Yeah, I love that maid. Uh, uh, she was like best girl to me. Best girl for me as well. Yeah, uh, you can't forget the the other chick, the sword chick with the thick ass thighs. Thighs." Thighs, yeah. Thigh paradise. F thighs for days. <laughs> <laughs> Those lap yeah. pillows, man. Yeah, let's go back to explaining the anime yeah, and all it. that stuff. Um, so basically, this guy gets shipped to this freaking rich girl high school, 
was it yeah private yeah. school and yeah. all that stuff and the 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 school basically why they kidnapped him is because these women are uncultured in the outside world kind of perspective because they like they're basically what do you call they're it? Shut-ins. They're shut-ins. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they shut-ins. haven't really experienced. Yeah, social... they haven't experienced the real world. Yeah, Whereas so they like, don't know like what's acceptable, like you know, on the streets or like, yeah, what it's know. like on on the outside. Yeah, kind of like the modern, like not modern world, but like you know, kind of like everyone's interest, like how to act outside of school and like with you know the population at the moment at that you know, and sort of stuff. What's seen as like normal versus what's seen as like weird, and their whole concept and grasp of it is like the wrong way around. So he's yeah. kind of there to kind of like culture them. Yeah, culture them. Yeah, he's there. He's just there to show them what commoners do and. Yeah. Yeah. It's also in a way to like humble them as well because they're all rich, stuck yeah, up. The, yeah, these rich people. Then he has to show them the peasant's way <laughs> of doing things. Yeah. Like, oh, so this is a cup of ramen. And then they're like, what? <laughs> so this is not like five star gourmet meal? <laughs> and yeah, they they experience what cup of noodles is and. They, they cut it. They dice it up into like one nine. Something. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they cook all their meals and they like um, you know, cut it up and make it all fancy schmancy and then oh, it's just funny. It's just you know they could do. They did so much with it. I like yeah. what they did. Like yeah. you know they just they were like all right you know how would an idiot respond to these bloody normal things that everyone does and is considered common sense to everyone else in the world how how should we go about it and, th- and then they were like to the writers just do whatever the fuck you want <laughs> get high on drugs drink <laughs> and then come up with anything write it down and we'll go with that <laughs> that's literally kind of what well not literally what happened but like it it feels like that cutting up fucking noodles before they cook it or whatever who does that yeah i know <laughs> it's noodles <laughs> you're supposed to like slurp it and like you know that's the best part of it you know idiot with forks and knives these peasants <laughs> <laughs> because they bloody uh, they're gonna get the bloody um, uncultured swine I reckon <laughs> 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 they're gonna get the bloody noodles out of the bowl put it on like another flat plate and just like cut it and like eat it like they would like a steak or and something they, they just say it's just like delicious like what freaking cup of noodles does not taste delicious if I I don't know if what freaking noodles they're eating but that mine just like tastes like freaking water noodles <laughs> <laughs> it's just no, to no. kind of keep something in your stomach so you're not hungry to your next yeah. meal and yeah, there's like there's literally an episode when they go to Macca's. <laughs> you want to go to Macca's base? Whackers? <laughs> Macca's for the crackers. Yeah, so they go to Macca's and then they, they're teaching them how to order. I have two number nines, <laughs> a number 69 with extra dip. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get an 88? Why do you say 88? Because I ate you twice. Eey. <laughs> Oh my lord! <laughs> gonna have to put you down, babe. <laughs> oh, okay, I learned yeah, that. I learned that today. Um, what else? Um, so they went to Macca's and they learned how to order freaking yeah. stuff. So pretty much, it's a slice of life school, high school anime. Um, harem. So yeah, it's chilled, relaxed anime. You know, oh, this is co- casually. What was cool about it? There's a couple of Easter eggs in it. If you didn't notice, so when you go to Kim Kimito's room. There's like so you have like all these like anime kind of stuff because he's like a, a weave, and then it's like so he has like his bookshelves, and if, if you don't if you don't look at the bookshelves, there's like I think somewhere there there's like a sort of online kind of Easter egg where you can see 
I know, I think Kirito or something like that's on the wall or something like that. Or there's a figure of Kirito cool. or something like that. And then you can also see um, when they're reading like mangas and stuff. I'm pretty sure the girl's reading Asterix or the, the manga or oh, something like that. that's crazy. I never is, noticed. Yeah, that's like some cool little Easter eggs that I, I noticed in the, Keep an- your eyes in, in the anime. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Far out. Yeah, I never noticed. I should definitely go back and get. Yeah, try to spot some Easter eggs with base over here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Make so, a watch party. Watch yeah, so yes, yeah, that's that's a, like a nice kind of like slice of life kind of anime you want to watch. If you're an uncultured swine, you get get on board and watch some showman sample. Like, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. So yeah, showman sample. It's a pretty nice anime, and yeah. I think that's it. Unless you want to say anything about mangas or something like that. No manga section. Um. No, not really. Oh, there was actually this new one that I started reading recently. Um, oh, wait, actually, I talked about it last podcast. <laughs> Never yeah, mind. Um, but yeah, it was just uh, that one where this chick wants to become an Instagrammer and she takes photos of um, food and stuff. Sounds like TikTok. Yeah, kind of. But anyway, yeah, just that one. Um, and uh, no, oh, I'm getting closer and closer to the end of Eggy of the manga. So that's all right. give you my progress on that. I'm 200 and... 60 something chapters in and there's 358 a lot of chapters eh? yeah so i'm like less than 100 away or 100 away so that's been going really well oh and i and i'm loving it thus far because there's um they finally the main characters are like at the point where they've got the did you talk about you getting the air gear for you oh no i didn't i should talk about that hey um yeah so uh when was that was that that was before the Black Friday? Yeah, that was before. Yeah, because um oh yeah, so I was meant to. You're getting a calendar finger as well. Yeah, that's right. So when I went to when we went to get the the uh, Code Geass helmet, the Zero helmet, um, uh, my man Ben, the owner of the shout sh- out to Shumi Shumi shop manager or whatever. Yeah. Um, he was like, oh, would you like me to get you anything? And I was like, oh, you know, do you reckon you could get that, uh, like, Cullen figure? Like, the one where she's, like, on her mech and it's... <laughs> and then Ben's like, say no more. He hooks <laughs> you up with that. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, anything else, sir? And I was like, oh, can you get me anything air related? Either Iki or Ringo. He's like, let me see what I can do. I can get you, I think I get you a couple figures. I can get a couple figures in and you'll have first dibs on whichever one you want. I was like... Yeah, man, definitely. Put me down. <laughs> Say no more. Say just no take more. my money. Just shut up and take my money. <laughs> just like freaking grabs your cash, just throw it <laughs> yeah. out. Of the- <laughs> uh, I love it. I've I've gotten to like um a, the point of me and Ben's relationship where like every time I go up to him and um I'm like, all right, here's the things that I want to grab for today. And he's like, oh yeah, man, no problem. I can take a couple dollars of this, a couple dollars of that off you. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. You're the best. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm never going to forget you. You're the guy that bought the code Kiosk helmet. <laughs> and I'm like, my man. Yeah. So, yeah, he finally texted me to that my um, Cullen figure came in. So I went, grabbed it. And um, at the back, they still hadn't put up the air gear figures. And then um, I was like, oh, can I see the air gear figures over there? And he's like, yeah, man, sure, here you go. I was like, fire. And they had mask croissant. Um, so that's pretty much Ringo's. Yeah. <laughs> mask croissant? Yeah, so that's and they had Ringo, so they had Ringo and her bloody costume that you know she wears when she wants to hide her identity, even though everyone knows who she is. Anyway, um, so yeah, both of them. I was like, fuck, I really want to get both of them, but like, I was like, I'm just gonna stick to Ringo. I 
can't throw that much money around. And so, yeah, I just got those two, and it was the bloody best, man. Oh. And then he was like, as when I got them, he was like, do you want me to get you anything else? This guy. Do you want me to hook you up with anything? And I was like, uh, give me like a couple of weeks to think about it. I think I've spent enough recently. I think I need to start saving up. My wallet's been like... Seeing better days. Seeing really better days. It's just like the um, the moths are flying out and then you have the, the what you call the tumbleweed as well. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was like, oh, um, I'll get back to you when, you know, my wallet's a bit more you know healthy <laughs> yeah. they like they literally the, the the paramedics have arrived at the scene they're trying to revive your wallet like, ah, CPR! clear, clear. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like doing that um beeline noise it's like Beep. still no signal we can't save her code blue code blue and yeah, yeah that's pretty much all that that's about and that's my trip to Shumi. Yeah. All right. And before I leave you guys for the podcast, uh, we'll go to our podcastly quote. This one was the quote that I was actually meant to say last podcast because this was the quote that I wrote down from Chivalry of the Failed Knight. It's something that the main character's grandpa says to him when the main character runs away because he's sick and tired of everyone being, you know, saying he's worthless and stuff. So being toxic little bastards. Yeah. All right. So here it is. The grandpa goes up to him and he's like. Are you frustrated to the fact you are the weakest one? If so, hold on to that feeling. That's proof you haven't given up yet on yourself. Listen, don't give up saying that you're living within your boundaries. Don't be a boring person like that. If you have the guts to not give up, you can become anything you want to be. We tend to we are living creatures that don't have wings, but still we we went to the moon. So you know, that's bloody freaking crazy, you know? It's kind of like every time you're feeling down or every time you feel like you're worthless or every time that you said, oh, fuck, you know, I didn't do well or like, oh, man, I hate this feeling. I, you know, you know, this guy's so much better than me. This person's so much better than me at this time and the other. Hold on to that feeling. That feeling is what gives you drive and motivation to become better. Because if you say to yourself, oh, fuck, you know, like that guy's so much better than I am, that just means you have accepted the fact that there is a difference in skill between you and that person and that you wanted to be at either at that level or better than them, but you're not quite there yet. And that just means that you have realized that you can improve yourself. You can become better. If you just, you know, take that will, take your own will and your own courage and take that step that extra step instead of giving up and saying oh it is what it is you know that person's always going to be better than me no don't have that mentality have the mentality that like that person is at that point at that skill level at this time but give me a bit of time i'm gonna either get to that skill level or overtake him and be better always keep that in mind and that last bit of the the quote where it says we're all we're living creatures born without wings but we still made it to the moon that just means you can bloody do whatever you want you can fly if you want to like who knows sooner or later you know we've made jetpacks we've made those water jetpacks we've made bloody flying fans thingamabobs sooner or later we'll figure out a way to fly without you know you know defying gravity and shit like you know dragon ball z and stuff you know we'll get there you know if the dream's alive and we slowly but surely take those little steps to get there to achieve our dreams we'll get there eventually as long as we don't give up and we accept the fact that we are at this current point in our lives at this 
place where there is no flying cars there is no way to defy gravity like in dragon ball z or like in other animes where you know you could fly as long as we accept that fact that we can't do that at this moment but if we just take a little bit of initiative a little bit of like if as long as we don't give up and we keep striving for that dream we could get there eventually through hard work and just to never give up and don't give up on ourselves that's the most important thing where it's like you know going through high school especially like if you know i feel like we've all gone through that point where it's like oh shit i got like a 50 in this test but everyone but this guy got like a 90 or whatever it's like oh shit they're always going to be the smartest ones in the group and i'm always going to be like the average like no everyone's good at different things like some of our the best leaders in the world are you know some of the most inspirational people in the world not because of their intelligence but because they are natural born leaders that know how to use the people around them for example um think of that 50 student for example that could be me um that well that was me i didn't really do that too, too well in high school but like still you know I, everyone finds a way to get past that and to find a job and things suited for them anyway so as long as uh, think of it as that leader he's got that leadership qualities leadership abilities he knows how to direct people he knows what to do with them whereas that 90 percent student let's just say finished an engineering course he could be like all right listen i've got a plan and i've got a dream and i need these people to do it i need that 90 percent over there i need that 80 percent over there i need i need a son over there and this is what's going to happen that 90 percent that became an engineer i'm going to need you to do this for me that 80 percent that became a doctor i'm going to need you to help these people there and a son over there i need you to man up and grab the radio and start doing all the communications because you're good at talking and you know we're doing a podcast then you've got podcast experience all right chop chop let's get to it <laughs> and yeah as long as you know you find what you're good at and you can see what other people are good at find you know the place that suits you in this world you know not everyone can be an artist not everyone can be a surgeon not everyone can be everything in this world and that's one of the journeys in life to find where you fit in and that's it for me base your co-host and i'll switch you back over to asan catch you in the next podcast stay All cultured right. that's it i reckon um yeah nice having you here again um yeah We'll catch you in the next podcast. Stay cultured. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Fully Cultured and on Twitter. And yeah, we'll catch you next time. Stay Stay cultured. cultured.